0: Taking care of your family isn't always easy so we make sure getting
1: care when you need it is with baptist health urgent and virtual care we bring you more options and greater convenience too
2: with video visits available 24 7 and online check-in through my chart for in-person visits to check in online or to set up a video visit go to baptishealth.com care anywhere Dive at the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife UK Basketball Post Game Show on ESPN 680 and 1057. Coverage of Wildcats basketball is also presented by Ale81, Kentucky's original ginger soft drink since 1926. Kelly, Kentucky, the employment solution expert, kellyjobs.com, UPS Jobs, apply today at upsjobsky.com, Cox's Spirit Shop and Evergreen Liquors, Genesis Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kentucky Wildcats, BJ Heating and Cooling, call the experts you can trust, bjheatcool.com, Sonatrol Security, the number one rated security company in Louisville, Sonatrolky.com, and Kroger, fresh for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Mike Gandolfo and Jason Ends.
3: All right, let's get this started. Welcome into the UK Basketball Post Game Show presented by Kentucky Fish and Wildlife. I am here with our, my guy, Big Mike Gandolfo. Unfortunately, we got bumped a bit by Bellarmine this week again, but we are using Twitter Spaces for our post game show. We're also broadcasting over on. Uh, ESPN Louisville Plus thanks to our guy Justin Sofro Kentucky with a 105-96 thrashing of Georgia that wasn't even as close as the final score indicated and we got the debut of Big Z and and Mike were you expecting anything close to what we got from Big Z tonight I mean you know I
0: think we were talking about a couple weeks ago it's like is it, does it even make sense for him to come in the game this late You know, we heard some things about him being slow. We heard things about, uh, you know, is he going to screw up the pace of these offense? How are they going to work in another seven-footer? And, um, you know, it was actually quite the opposite. I mean, it was was incredible just from the standpoint of, you know, there was a couple times where he initiated the fast break. He would get the rebound. He would take a really good dribble, you know, like the the dribble where he would – make up ten, twelve feet of space, hit the outlet, and and really trigger the break. And it's like he makes up if he's slow, which he didn't actually look slow to me on the floor, he makes up with it with offensive efficiency. And I mean it was it was unlike anything I've ever seen. I actually texted Issel just to make sure that, you know, that, you know, we're we were given forty-four props, uh, because he was out there uh doing that number forty-four, very proud. So uh it was uh, it, it was incredible to see, and it's just like, it, it adds, it, right there, what happened today with Big Z might give Kentucky an additional two SEC wins, just from the standpoint of, now teams are going to have to adjust their scout, and they're going to have to adjust their preparation for what they got to do when they go play against Kentucky, because, you know, we know that Bradshaw can go out and hit a three every once in a while, we've seen it, and and whatever else, but like this is a this is a big man who can legit stretch the floor, who is a shot blocker, had great hands from a rebounding perspective. I mean, just from the uh, the observation of how many times the ball comes off the rim and Bradshaw's hands are down versus Big Z's hands are up and active, and uh, those things right there are little things that this team is missing, and. One of the things, we had the energy with this group early on. We had great energy. It's gotten a little stale and stagnant, and you could even feel the difference in the energy when Big Z's on the floor and when he's not on the floor. You, had a, you legit had a guy who had basketball taken away from him for a while, and you could tell that he took that. He didn't take it for granted. He took it very seriously, and when his chance came up, he took full advantage.
3: Yeah, and and you're a guy. And by the way, if you want to jump in the conversation, this is your show. Um, hit the request to speak button, and we will get you in here shortly. You can also hit us up as usual on the UPS Jobs text line four three seven nine six eighty, and we will read those throughout the show. But Mike, you know you're you're big on plus minus. It's it's I don't lend as much credence to well, it. Well, listen, it's because as that, some because when of, I was on
0: Coach Valvano's staff at Bellarmine, that was my job.
3: I had to keep the plus minus. You know, on that. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um, because some things are out of your control, but. You know, look, Aaron Bradshaw minus yep. one. We gone on Yenso minus one. Big Z plus fourteen. It was it was when he made look. I, we we can. There's a whole lot of things to discuss from this game. Some some amazing, some great, some bad. Um, but I want to start with Big Z because it was the big story. Which, by the way, Matt Jones, sit down because it wasn't you that broke the story. It was our man James Strebel. Breaking the story that Big Z was going to be eligible tonight, and I want everybody right, to know that James Strebel, James Strebel, who if you remember on these airways a couple months ago said, "I'm a journalist. I break news." Well, he broke news this afternoon, and I want him to take a victory lap on Monday. He's out enjoying his birthday dinner tonight. Happy birthday, Big Greg! But there was there was an energy in the arena that we haven't haven't seen for a while, and when he came in there and immediately, you know, his his first defensive play. He gets sealed off in the lane and then gives up an offensive rebound. And I'm like, okay, well, he's, you know, he hasn't practiced in a while. He's, he's not been able to practice with the team. Everything's been going on. It's going to take him a little while. And then 10 seconds later, he blocks a (laughs) shot. And then he comes down a couple of plays later, buries a three. And then he hits another three. And I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. And then he makes the behind the back, no look pass. And that was when I that was sweet. It was so
0: awesome. And,
3: you know, you look at his stat line in the first half. He had 11 points on 4-4 four, four shooting. He was 3-3 three three from downtown. He had three rebounds. He had two assists. He had two blocks, and he had a steal. That's a stat line for a game. He did that in his first five minutes.
0: It was incredible. And then I love the fact that his last basket was to give the Kentucky gave Kentucky 100 points, and he did the chin-up, got the technical. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it's at the end of the day, uh, and he didn't know. He, you could tell he wasn't. He didn't know, I guess if that was an American rule or whatever, but it was it was great. He was the one who put him on the century mark. It was his show tonight, and you know it's going to be incredible to see what happens going forward. I mean, uh, you know, Bradshaw has not been Bradshaw. We talked about this Bradshaw better coming off the bench? We might see that pretty soon. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't I don't know how soon it could take, but like right now, you got to wonder if, is uh, Big Z going to be the starting uh, post player and uh, you know and then we get another just another great efficient night out of antonio reeves
3: uh reed Shepard played really well today um you know all i mean dj dj had a he, dj went 8 for 12 had that had that one really bad layup, layup where he wasn't sure if he wanted to dunk or layup and just kind of got caught in between but you know he gets 18 points yep. tonight it, ten, it ten was assists, an efficient performance 18 points and 10 assists and and look we have talked the last couple games about the The assist numbers going down. They had 27, 27. assists tonight, yeah. but you know, here the thing for me is I don't know that it necessarily has to be Big Z or Bradshaw because there were a couple times tonight where you saw him playing with he playing at the four yep. with Uganda, and I think it does a couple things. One, it gives Trey Mitchell a breather because right now he doesn't really have – he hadn't really had anybody to spell him lately. Two, I think it gives you it helps you with the defensive rebounding issue because now you can have two very tall, very long guys out there who can both block shots, who can both go and crash the boards. Dougie did a much better job rebounding tonight, but three, it also brings back the discussion. Uh, and, and I know Cal hates this word, but when a do arrow comes back, we're going to have 10 guys. Yep. And who do you sit? Just as, Who do you not play? Just as long as he, he, doesn't, he loves not I don't that. want him to go back to the line change thing he
0: did, you know, what, eight years ago or whatever it was. Like, Yeah, I, that's the, one the platoon love. word's going to come up. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think he no. should
3: do it, and I don't think he will. But he has tended to like a rotation of seven to eight guys. He's not going to be able to do that. And, look, that's a great problem to have because, like you said, Bradshaw is hit or miss. Rob Dillingham showed again tonight that he cannot stay out of foul trouble against guards who can get by him. They only played 16 minutes tonight, um, only had two points. But Justin Edwards is a guy that you don't know what you're going to get game in, game out. This is a good problem to have that if you have one, two, maybe even three guys who aren't on – You're not sitting there looking down your bench going, oh, God, what am I going to do?
0: No, and and we've seen it already this year a couple times. One guy's not hitting, and we got someone else. I mean, Antonio Reeves has been consistent pretty much the entire season, right? And then the other guys that are filling in, sometimes it's Reed Shepard, sometimes it's Dillingham, whatever. I think the bigger issue with me with Dillingham tonight is like, you know, Cal talked about his body language a couple weeks ago. His body language tonight was not very good. I mean, it it was pretty piss poor. And, uh, you know, we we really got to make sure that those guys are engaged. They They got the ability to do something special. I mean, they literally might have just added a, you know, an all SEC caliber player midway through the year. And they were able to insert him pretty much with ease. Now, you know, that's not – I don't want to – and I don't want to blow it out of proportion just based off of one performance. But uh, also to your point, I mean, uh, Mitchell was averaging thirty over 34, point, uh, 34 minutes a game and he had 27 minutes tonight. You know, I don't know how much of that had to do with uh, – you know, they definitely coasted that last 10 minutes. Um, it was – the last 10 minutes was pretty difficult to watch. But
3: And my bank account thanks them for that because I had Georgia plus 13.5. Yeah. So I'm very happy about the backdoor cover. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's not just that either. It's the fact that Trey Mitchell doesn't necessarily have like, – there have been games where Trey Mitchell's had to step up and make plays because he wasn't getting anything from the other interior big and he wasn't getting anything from DJ Wagner. He doesn't now have to feel like he has to do it all on his yeah. own. There, I can see times where they're going to be out there together. I can see times where Trey's not going to have, like you said, not going to have to play as many minutes. He can exert a bit more energy. It it gives you more options. And you look back at last year's team and you look at Cal's best teams. He's had guys that he could go to off the bench. He didn't have that last year outside of Reeves, and Reeves wasn't consistent. This is a good problem to have because, as the commentators stated during the game, you can't get this team in a foul trouble. Had, you had three guys tonight with four fouls or five with Edwards who fouled out. You got, Didn't matter. You got 21 feet with 15 fouls, you know? Yeah, and and you have so many guys on this team that you can't take away every weapon. You can't, Like, if Reeves is having a big game, you can't go and shut him down because you've got other guys on the floor. You've got guys coming off the bench. This team, for me can't be beaten unless they beat themselves. And the way that happens is not defending, especially on pick and roll, which, by the way, did you notice the first half they were hedging? They were hedging. We haven't seen that this year. They were doing a good job with it. Getting beat on the glass, which this helps you, and committing dumb turnovers. If they don't do those three things, I don't see a team that can outscore them.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, and it's it's the defense is, is starting to get there. And we did see flashes of the defense being a little bit better. Today I didn't see like the just like kind of stuff that would make me absolutely lose my mind until you know Kentucky got up to that twenty eight point lead and then they just decided to coast. Um, I you know and I,
3: which I'm not gonna fault. I'm I, not. I know you're not. Far. And
0: it does bother me more than it probably should. But at the end of the day, like just because I'm you know I'm, I'm we they need to work towards playing just complete games as much as possible. Uh, but when you're up by 28, I get it, you know, uh, I'm just lucky We're in some ways kind of lucky that uh, I mean, Georgia, Georgia legit thought they had a chance to win that game, you know, uh, late. So when especially the under four timeout and uh, luckily, Kentucky was able to hold on because it, it had an opportunity to be a lot closer than it actually was. So
3: big. the biggest number for me tonight. You know how many offensive rebounds Georgia had? Uh, I do. I do not. I have the stats in front of me, though. It's six. No, that's pretty good. And they got it's six
0: offensive rebounds. That's what the legit big man. I mean, they got a pretty good big man on that team too. So, um, you, and that, that's that's fantastic. He had two of them.
3: And and look, one thing one thing that they did point out: Abdurrahim thirty four points, career high. Right off the bat, Kentucky is leaving the highest volume and highest make three-point shooter on their team wide open it's been a problem throughout the season it's something that again these are these are nitpicking things but they're little problems that you have to clean up when you get into march they're problems that we can overcome but you can't keep leaving the other team's best three-point shooter wide open they did it against texas a&m and it cost him the game Mm -hmm. because they let him get hot early they let abdur rahim get two open looks in the first three minutes and he buried both of them ends up going seven of 14. he was 11 of his last 34 coming in over his last five games that's twice this year that you've let a guy get open looks from downtown early and get off but this is the fifth guy fifth guard that they've let go for 25 or more this season and you know you made the point like go ahead and just take the other team's
0: best player and bet whatever over point total they have because. Um, you know, 100%. I mean, this is this is going to continue to be a problem with this team, and I know I texted you earlier today during that St. John's Marquette game, and I was watching, and, and St. John's, I I love watching, you know, I've said it before, I love watching Big East basketball, and, uh, and I just, I think, especially with Patino not being at Louisville, I, you get this appreciation again of just how well he coaches defense, and they had a possession just with a, about, just over a minute left to go, and they had to get a stop and you saw all of that defensive training that Patino does just kind of come into play and they got their stop and they were able to kind of, they had several chances to actually win that game. They, they lost to Marquette, but uh, at the end of the day, like I'm, I was watching, I was like, I don't know if Kentucky's capable of doing what St. John's just did, you know, just cause they don't like, cause it starts with them just being really good, fundamentally defensively stand And then all of a, and then if they got to amp it up from there, they can, but, he just doesn't have
3: the fundamental defensive stuff down, you know. Um, and it, and again, these uh, are these are these are little problems that we're pointing out for a team that's playing exceptionally well. But they're things that they can well, improve. Yeah, on. They wake up, and I think that's where Big Z. I think that's where Big Z coming in does absolutely because that gives block. you another. Yeah, it gives you the shot blocking, but more importantly, look, Cal is not afraid to use the bench. No. And if guys aren't cutting it, if they're not playing hard, gives you another player. And there have been times in the past where he has had certain players in certain positions where he could not afford to do that. Now you have a backup at every position that if the starter's not getting it done, he points to the bench and brings someone else in. I want to talk about Antonio Reeves because we talked about Wednesday night. Is he all American? I think he might be. The, the thing <laughs> the thing that I love the most about his game tonight, he didn't, and, and this is for the whole team. They only took 25 threes tonight. They, the last couple games, were taking some questionable threes. Tonight, they were attacking, especially in the first half, they were attacking the rim. They were up faking and then driving to the rim, which is something they haven't done at times this year. And Reeves did that early. He had a three that, past games, he probably forces. He instead gives the fake, drives baseline, goes up and under, hits the reverse layup. 21 points on 7 of 12 shooting, only attempted four threes, made two of them, but this was, for me, one of his best all-around games of the season, despite the fact that he only took the four threes. Yeah,
0: five rebounds there, too. He rebounded really well. He was he was tied to be the Cats' lead rebounder tonight. He had four assists himself. Uh, I, I agree with you, man. I think uh, um, he just, again, he goes out there. You can almost depend on him having 20 points, and you can almost depend on the Cats having 90 almost every
3: night right now. This is eight straight games that they've scored eighty-seven or more points. That's crazy. I mean, it's, I mean, that's just that it's is insane. Number. This is insane. If you want to read the stat that you, uh, if you want to read the stat, I don't know if we got to it, but if, at the end, but if you want to read, well, the well, let me see what the actual
0: the Clay. points per possession ended up being: uh, one point three four six, and uh, uh, so, they didn't so make we it. didn't make it. But friend of the show, uh, uh, Cam Drummond actually tweeted out I guess that John Clay uh, said at one point Kentucky was at one point six eight uh points per possession, which would have been a record during the Cal area. So one point six eight points per possession. Uh, you know, that's basically saying you're scoring every single time you touch the ball. Um it it's it's an incredible number. One point honestly one point three five that they had tonight is still incredible. And uh yeah, just Getting it done, man. I mean, it's it, it was a lot of fun to watch early in that first half, especially, you know, when they're when they're moving offensively like that, and, that, and Big Z had a big part to do with that. I, I love the the energy and the and the creativeness he brought to the offense. You know, he had a bad turnover, you know, late on in the game and all that stuff. But and we know that's going to happen. But man, that dude just loves to play basketball. I mean, that's, I think it, it came through like you felt how much that guy loved to play basketball.
3: Usually, when Cal gets new players, they debut in the opener. Once in a while, you get a situation like Bradshaw or this year where they miss the first couple games. Is this the best debut performance under Cal? I'm trying to go back and just like you know, we had. I've been I've been thinking about it the entire second half. I've been trying to think: has there been a better overall debut performance? from a player under Cal and you know we've had a lot of
0: guys who like just their first game in UK was pretty amazing in general just because we've had so many incredible freshmen come through recently Um, but I mean this is pretty special it was pretty special the way it happened I mean uh, um, nothing off the top of my head really kind of comes to comes to light so
3: and and look he I get it he got to practice in the fall so he, he developed some chemistry with the teammates. But to come in after you haven't played, I mean, how long had it been since he had played a actual game? I think that's also. No, I don't know. You're talking about preseason. I'm talking about like an actual competitive sure. game. Yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been at least seven, eight months, right? I mean,. Um, and he comes in just burying threes, making ridiculous passes, looking like one of the best players on the team, and he hasn't even played a single minute all season. It's. It, i I can't think of another example of a player that has come in and had that kind of immediate impact under Cal. it's look they they talk about you know guys coming back from injury and saying, you know well, it feels like a new signing or a new addition to the team. That's exactly what this is. and I fully expect you know he'll play five or ten minutes he'll he'll get a couple baskets, he'll get a couple rebounds, he'll look rusty. To see somebody come in like that and not have the slightest bit of rust was just insane. And it actually goes to just tell you how competitive practices
0: uh, have have been at Kentucky, you know. And I know that that's one of the things that Cal really tries to hang his hat on. And we heard uh, when the, when Kentucky played in Philadelphia, we heard Maxie talk about how Maxie talk about how much he misses the practices. Um, and when you have this many guys, because he's been practicing with them, right? So. Uh, you have those 10 guys. It just goes to show how competitive those practices really must be. And
3: again, if you want to join in the conversation, hit the uh, request to speak button and we will get you in here because this is your show. Georgia came into the game one of the best three-point defenses in the country. <laughs> um, they, were holding play, they were holding teams under 30% on the season. They had only allowed two teams to shoot better than 40% this season. Kentucky goes 14 of 25 from downtown. And, and for me, coming into the game, it was one of the things that I was worried about. It's why I wasn't entirely sure they'd get to the over, because, which, by the way, they, they crushed by 40 points. Um, but I wasn't sure that we would be able to get the open looks. Even when the looks weren't necessarily open, we hit them. And, and nobody on the team took more than five threes. It wasn't uh, one guy jacking up a bunch of shots, trying to shoot themselves out of slumps. It was a balanced effort, and... I mean, you're looking at Edwards two for four, Mitchell one for two, Reeves two for four, Wagner two for three, Shepard four or five, Big Z three for four. The only player that didn't shoot 50% or better was Dillingham who went over three. And that's, that's what's crazy. We just mentioned that Rob Dillingham did not make a three,
0: and yet Kentucky had six different guys make three pointers tonight. Five of them make more than one. And you know what? Most there's no college basketball team in America that would have that kind of stat line. You know, I, I, hey, uh, I, I would love to know how many Division I teams have had five guys make multiple threes in a game because I can't imagine that that's happened more than a handful of times this year, and one of them was not Rob Dillingham. And so when you think about, yeah, it's easy to have uh, a pretty good three-point defense if you only got to worry about one or two shooters. You got to worry about seven?
3: You know, that's a whole different ballgame. I mean, Cal's never had a team that can shoot like no. this. And that's why for me, look, I, I will never say a team has to win a national title because when you get to the Final Four, it's such a crapshoot as we've seen. Anything can happen. A guy can get in foul trouble. This team has to be Final Four bust for me. I, I don't want to hear any of this Sweet 16 Elite Eight talk anymore. This team's floor should be Final Four. And anything less for me at this point with the weapons they have is a disappointment. But Big Mike, we've got a very special guest that we're about to bring on because not only is it his birthday this weekend but he is a capital j journalist our guy round daddy james strebel host of the of the round table three to six on espn 680 Happy birthday, Big Rig! What's up? Thank
4: man? you, guys. You're doing a great job. The analysis <laughs> is spot on. Mike Gandolfo, Jason Entz, Uh appreciate you guys and what you're doing. But no, it was a it was a fun game. So I, I watched the first half at home, and then we went out for my birthday dinner. And I, I just got back, and obviously want to react with you guys and. Man, you know, obviously the 96 points by Georgia is, you know, something people are talking about. But, I mean, at that point, I think Kentucky had kind of, you know, called off the dogs. And, uh, you know, you'd like to see a a finishing effort at the end, but I think we can all see that game was in hand and it wasn't one of those things where the defense is just so bad. If Matty Bangs could call the defense for this team, they'd be undefeated and the national championship would be guaranteed. How about that?
3: speaking of Matt Bangs um do you have a message for him seeing as you know he tried to steal your breaking news as his own didn't didn't cite you as a source of course not didn't credit you at yeah. all i mean you're out here breaking news in middle of middle of a saturday afternoon well,
4: absolutely i mean that's what happens when you know you want to come at the emperor you get left out in the cold and then when you know you got uh, your your co host out there saying you got on Yensel's getting uh, destroyed at practice by a student manager, and, and you know uh, and then people wonder why they don't take his basketball knowledge or uh, scoop seriously, and you know he he scooped me an hour later. Uh, but again, no, that's fine. He doesn't have to give me you know any any uh, credit or anything like that. That's that's completely fine with me. Uh, I'm fine here at ESPN Louisville, and uh, I'm proud to be a part of this crew and 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 you fine folks and. I don't need validation from the uh, so-called uh, King of, of Kentucky radio here in in, 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 in the Kentuckiana area. Uh, I think I'll be doing just fine without his approval or, or his, uh, you know, his accolades. I think we're doing just fine with what we're doing with uh, with ESPN Louisville 93.9 DeVille. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's fine. It's fine. No, shit. no, no hate from me. I, you know, I just I, I'm a live and let live, live man. You know what I mean, Ensign Gandolfo. I I just I I'm I just I'm just proud that I'm I'm i I'm, I'm privy to the knowledge of this program and that John Calipari and his staff trust me with the information. It's 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 a blessing, is what it is. I'm blessed. So for, blessed
3: I, man. I know you're so fro, I know you're in here. I need you to cut all of that and send it to KSR.
4: I see you, Sofro. <laughs> Shout out, Kane. Um, he's a shame. Shout out, <laughs> I see you, big dog. Woof, woof. <laughs>
0: <laughs> where'd you where'd you go to dinner night, Big Rig? What, what was on plan for the birthday? Where'd you go? Tumbling?
4: We went we went to this place over here in Sellersburg called the Chicken House, and it's absolutely fire! It's like one of okay. these hidden gems. Oh my gosh, it was it was delicious. Had some some blackberry cobbler and ice cream for dessert. It was it was fantastic, Mike. I, and by the way, Mike, uh, how are you doing? Is Louis is Louis treating you well on the on the horse racing happy hour? I know I know Louis can be a little. You know, he he can be a little demanding at times. I'm just making sure that you and Louie are, are no, on no. good
0: terms. I uh I I take a couple months off in the wintertime. So he's been doing it by himself. So I'm, I'm getting ready to join the happy hour here. I've been off I probably haven't been I haven't been on the happy hour since November. So Oh really? Not, yeah, so I'll I'll come back in a couple of weeks and get ready for Derby, man.
4: I got Hell yeah, it's right around the corner. That's and, right. and and uh it, It's it's how are you doing, my friend? You doing good?
3: I'm doing well. I'm feeling much better, thankfully. So, I know you had the wrong you I'm not Oh uh, yeah, it was it was brutal. I mean, go back to the uh, you go back to the ball game post game show yeah. and listen to me then. Um, by the way, Struble, before you got in here earlier, uh, Big Mike dropped Dan Issel's name and casually said, "Oh yeah, I texted I texted Issel." Oh, I love
0: that. How yeah. about
4: that, Big Mike? Yeah, you, got, yes, you got you got
0: another number forty four <laughs> on the floor, man. You got to you know give Issel's props. So.
4: Look hey, listen to this. Let's how about this? We got we got Scoop Strebel and you know, scooping scooping uh bangs, and then we've got, you know, big Mike Gandolfo with a with a direct line to the GOAT Dan Issel. I mean, who's got it better than Whoa. us, as Jim Harbaugh would say. It's, Whoa, it's, oh it's all God. because
0: of Louie, so
3: you know.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: right. Big Lou. Oh. <laughs> Real quick, stribble before before you uh, bounce, because I just know you want to enjoy your night. Yeah. Which, by the way, again, happy birthday! Weekend. Thank you,
4: everyone. Um,
3: two big road games this week at South Carolina at Arkansas. Now, Arkansas, I'm not as worried about because they look awful. They're one and four now in conference play. They were horrifically bad this week. Yeah. Are you worried at all with the South Carolina game, especially with the defensive issues that we've seen at times? Um. And with I, the I, issues that we've had down there.
4: Wor- worried isn't the sandstorm. So, yeah, <laughs> sandstorm and all that being, Look, I worried's not the word I would use. I I mean I it it I I'm if I were to guess a game they'd stumble on, I would guess South Carolina before I guess Arkansas, because you're right. They got I mean South Carolina beat a ball at sixteen today.
3: Yeah, it was it was a uh or not? South Carolina didn't beat them. Who who was it? Uh, oh, who did beat them? Who beat Arkansas. Uh, oh, or was it South Carolina? No, I beat Arkansas. I think South Carolina yeah. beat yeah, yeah. Arkansas. Sorry, yeah, sorry. I was looking at yeah. the ESPN page. Yeah. I didn't it. Yeah, they beat them 77-64.
4: Yeah. So no, no, I'm, I'm, no. I, I, if if there was a game, I'd worry about them tripping up. It would be South Carolina, but I don't think so. I think that, uh, I think that once they get Zvonimir Visic, you know. Integrated into what they're doing offensively and defensively. Uh, I think they're going to be much better now that they know he is eligible and he'll be, you know, he's good to go from now on so they can utilize him more in practice as like more of a, you know, a game player, not just a practice player. Um, Arkansas, I'm going to be so happy. I hope, I hope uh, Coach Musselman takes his shirt off after the loss. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And gives his and he gives the shirt to to Tim Coleman and Tim Coleman wears his shirt out of the building. That's what I'm looking forward to. But I mean, there are two big road games and Kentucky needs to continue to compile wins in the SEC. I I, I think Kentucky will be just fine. Um, I'm actually looking forward to that South Carolina game because they're, they're much improved. And as you mentioned, it that's been a, a spot where Kentucky's you know had issues. I mean, the, the Devin Downey team was the only. Uh, SEC team To beat The John Wall team If I'm not mistaken Or, or it was their first loss It was one of the two Yeah um, But uh, no I, I'm, I'm excited about it I think they'll be fine And I'm looking forward To covering it uh, Here this week On the round table for Wait a sure. minute I'll, as, I'll, as a journal, As a
0: journalist As a journalist I am a journalist. And you know he's a journalist Because <laughs> of how well He just pronounced Big Z's name I mean that was impressive so, for all the rednecks w- listening to this, break that down real quick <laughs> on how you actually say Big Z's name, and just help everyone
4: on this call make sure they say it the right way. Zvonimir Izic. There you go. So Thanks, guys. You, you can
3: say that name, and then you struggle with soccer names. I don't get it. By the way, before you go, I want to bring that in with, soccer name. Before you go, I want to bring in another speaker here who's requested to join. And, Again, if you want to join in the conversation, sure. just hit the request button. Our guy tank the stank. Tank! I cannot let you go without tank the stank jumping in here. What up, tank? Tank, you're muted. Unmute, no, tank. Ain't doing none of that.
4: <laughs> How many IPAs have you crushed? Just one, but like, oh, that's not like, bad. Good, good like for you. Ambush lights. <laughs> That's it's an appetizer like, for Strebel. I've had about six bush <laughs> lights, <life>, so
2: yeah. Big Z didn't come in, dog. You know what I'm saying? You was <laughs> awful <laughs> testy. You know what I'm saying?
4: Oh, yeah. No, I understand. I was ready for people to come at me. I, I felt that confident that I was going to put it out there. I had a moment of doubt where I was like, if I do this. <laughs> I'm going to look dumb. But then I think about all the times that Louisville fans and Louisville media said stupid stuff and put it out there and have been wrong. And I was like, well, if they can do it, I can too.
3: And I want to give you credit because you did. You put it out there completely and stood by it, whereas a certain, uh, as you called him, king of BBN goes, well, I'm hearing good news on the UK basketball front. He made sure to give himself that out in case it didn't happen. He goes, oh, I heard something, but it didn't come through. He don't want this,
4: smoke. <laughs> go hey, take far. What's on your mind, man? Hey, is Von ain't signing autographs at Cass Bar? Uh, I'm, I'm out. out. <laughs> I don't.
2: I don't. See y'all later. I don't, I don't know that any UK basketball player is. To be fair, yeah,
4: <laughs> <laughs> none <laughs> of them are. Reed Shepard's gonna go. He's gonna go to. He's gonna go to Roosters. He's gonna sign autographs at <laughs> Roosters. How about that?
2: <laughs> That's the number I'm going with.
4: All right, y'all have a good night, boys. Appreciate Real
2: real quick, before you bounce, the only reason I even requested was to let you know we appreciate you going to Chicken House because it's owned by friends of the family or whatnot. So, oh, is it really? Yeah.
4: Oh, dude, it was fire dude. It was so good, man. Oh my god, we might have a remote. Let's go, remote. I was just saying, we're having to get uh, a
3: sponsorship here, Jackie. They got a bar in
4: there and everything.
2: Yeah, Jackie's brother-in-law, like his best friends, own his best friend owns it.
4: And so uh, he, like, cooks there half the time and stuff. Dude, it was fantastic. I I, I loved it. We're going to go back. It's about, no, like, it's, third it, time it, there. It's, like,
2: one of those, like, spots that you don't expect much from, and then you go in, and it's flames.
4: Absolutely. And they give you a large portions. Shout out oh, yeah. Chicken House. Yeah, All right. yeah no, it, it, it's solid. It's solid. <laughs> All right, later, guys. All Between right. this and hey, I got, and I got some like that.
2: two comments on the game real quick. I didn't even come on here to make comments on the game. This is like my my sports talk uh, <laughs> sports talk radio, first time, whatever, you know. Yeah, it is. Hoo-ha. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> real quick. A, we don't even need to worry about the lineups because we're summoning at 16 with the people we want in there, right? You know what I mean? We're just right. not changing the flow. We're keeping everything as is as we should. Do not worry about the lineups Because when it comes around Who needs to be in there is going to be in there We all know that Second The best thing about this team Is that anybody can have an off night Because three other dudes are going to pick him up Yep You yep. No ain't got to worry There isn't one guy that has an off night and We're done
4: Yep it ain't You're happen. 100% right I also don't think yeah. bad at it And that was a killer and that
3: was a killer for us at times last year. It was a killer for us the year before. And it doesn't oh yeah, no, she
2: percent hitting. And the reason it's working the way it is is because none of these dudes feel that pressure.
3: Right. And this 100%. team has fun. This team has fun together, and I think that's what makes it so fun to watch. We've seen U.K. teams in the past where guys are bickering at each other, they're complaining, guys want their shots, guys are pouting. You don't see any of that from this team. No,
2: no. All right, well, put it this way. Imagine if we were what, – what are we, 13-3? and 13? Imagine if we were 10-6 and 6 or whatever, and then we finally get Z – Eligible, and then he comes in, or he starts, or whatever, and the pressure's on him to make us better instead of just whatever. We don't see what we saw
4: tonight. No, yeah, because it was it was just a celebration. It wasn't like oh god, he saved the
2: season. And here's the other thing: when I say that, don't worry about lineups because we're going to play the right people. We see how good he was tonight. Cal put him in before Onyenso.
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, and Onyenso had a good game. Would he have nine points?
2: Uh, no, he's so solid. He's solid. He, he, had four, he had four
3: points, five rebounds in uh, uh, 15 would be like, well, we want to see Z first, right? I And I think that right. was kind of
0: strategic, honestly. Like, I think part of that was, you know, the game was pretty close. We weren't, like, flat coming out, but it wasn't great, right? I mean, you could take his trailer mostly. Yeah. And, it, it, like, they have been almost all the under four timeouts. So, I mean, I think that spark right there was just a huge piece of –
2: no, and I, and I think, and I think that, and and we see Reed and Rob off at, at the yeah. under four, which I love, or at sixteen, which I love because it gives us that burst. Yeah. We're going to see. We're going to see Z at, at the 16
4: as well. So it'll be yep. the, hopefully going forward, I think. Yep. Good Good luck as you see. All right, guys, have a great night. Thank you. All right, bud. No Appreciate doubt.
3: it, Streeble. You can catch Round Daddy 3 to 6 on the round table on ESPN 680-1057. Uh, Tank, you got anything else to, to – one, one more thing and I'm out of here. If if
2: we aren't the way we are and it's free – there's no way he comes in and the first thing he does is throw a behind-the-back pass to to Reeves for a three-pointer if it ain't just what it is, the the way we are right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was how, and, he, and you just, could tell it, he was locked it, in. His mine to be like this behind-the-back pass for a three is, is okay, <laughs> right? Like how many people in their mind think I'm going to come into the game and in one minute this is the play I'm going to make as my first play and it's going to be okay? It was the most European thing that he could have possibly done. I mean, it really was. No, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, no, and, and the fact that he just had the confidence to make that play and not worry about like if if the pass went out of bounds and he completely missed right. it, like Cal's reaction, right? You know what yeah. I mean? This team's in a completely different headspace than like five of uh, the last five teams we've had. Their headspace is completely different, and that and that's what I'm like. That's what makes me like optimistic that we're gonna that we're in a good spot, right? You know how this team plays like freely and knowing what they're thinking while they're doing.
0: I love it, man. You know, somewhere Tony Cucucci is
2: smiling.
3: So, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, and, and that shows you that this is – again, it goes back to this is a guy who got the whole summer to work with the team. He got the whole fall to practice. If he had come in completely cold, I don't think you see what you saw tonight, but this is a guy that has developed that chemistry. And the, and I think takes exactly right because Cal talked about before the game, he challenged the fans to make Rupp Arena that atmosphere that it used to be. And you heard that when they went to that, that first TV timeout. The crowd got up. They were roaring. And he brings him in to feed off of that and to feed it. I think they, and when he comes in, he makes that block. That place was as loud as I've heard it in quite yeah, a while. Yeah, but they
0: were they no, were roaring because yeah. – not because Cal wanted them to roar. They were roaring because he was at the table. I mean, big yeah, – Exactly. Was no, that, was a, that, was a, that was a chess move by Cal, Cal right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100% yeah. it was. Yeah, I totally agree.
3: Tank, BBN terrorist, appreciate it as always, man. Start calling into the post-game shows. We're glad we could, uh, glad we could pop your sports talk cherry, apparently, since you've never gone on before.
2: Bro, I do I, – I just uh, – by the time that this stuff usually comes on, I'm straight hammered, and I'm like, I ain't, I'm not sitting on hold for 15 minutes because I'll just, like, go off to something else and not even realize that you've been like, Tank, you're on.
3: I just hey, want you to be paying attention. You know you can always text me and I'll I'll make sure we get you to the front of the line.
2: The only reason is cuz I was upstairs making the bed with Jackie and he said chicken house and Jackie was like, "Oh my god." And I was like, "I'll let know, <laughs> don't worry." You know what I'm saying? Plus Twitter's easier uh for me basically because my I can just set my phone down and not really pay attention kind of. Thing.
3: Uh-huh. Fair enough. All right, appreciate it, tank. All right, no doubt. I'll uh, talk to you. We've got a couple more people who are wanting to jump in. We're going to bring them in here. Um, We're going to go with BBN Blue Vapor, who is a frequent texter to the UPS Jobs text line. Him and BBN Blue Mist. What's on your mind, man? You're muted. you have to unmute. There it is. Hey, guys. there we go. Um, Prior to tonight's
0: game, was there any scuttlebutt behind the scenes from the coaches that – Big Z is it his skilled, or do we think the coaches are surprised also man I, that's a great question I mean, because we've never really heard much besides the fact that he was kind of slow that he had lost weight we like we heard all this we heard all this kind of stuff about how he was kind of more struggling, not necessarily struggling in play, but struggling just physically and uh, so I would love to know if the, if he went out there and you know because we see that sometimes we see a guy be a different player on the floor than he is in practice. And if he just completely turned heads on what he was able to do, um, you know, we'll have to watch for the postgame com- comments and see if there's any kind of hidden uh, messages in there for that. But uh, but I never really heard anything like, you know, the guy's just tearing it up in practice. He's destroying any, everybody. That never really became evident to me, at least.
3: Yeah, and, and I, don't, I don't think anybody on the staff would have expected what he did tonight. Obviously, I mean that is just that is one of those games where you're just unconscious and everything is going right for you. But obviously, they saw something to to still with everybody that they had with with because he was originally. Oh my God, we've got to get a big, and it was it was almost a desperation move. It felt yeah. like for them to have two bigs and Trey Mitchell and still want to get him and still be fighting to get him into the team and do the whole thing of, Hey, we know you're depressed, go home, see your family, and then come back. We want you here. They obviously saw something. And as you saw tonight, he gives you another shooter. And the one thing that Cal has never had is a bunch of shooters. He's had one, maybe two, once in a while, three. But as you pointed out earlier, Mike, he's got seven guys that can routinely hit threes. They may not all hit on the same night, but what are the odds that five of them are going to be ice cold on the same night Very rare. or even four of them? And to have that ability to have another player that the other team has to scout for. And look, it's one thing when a team has to scout for the guy coming off the bench that averages four points per game. You're not really worried about him. You now have to scout eight different guys by my count. Well, seven different guys that could go for 20 points on any given night. Yeah.
0: And really, then on top of that, you got a guy like Reed Shepard who you could shut down scoring wise, and he'll just beat you another way. And 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 that I mean that's it, ridiculous when you think about that. And DJ can kind of kind of be the same way, you know. It's
3: and and Reed doesn't even Reed doesn't, You look at the score sheet. You're like, oh, he scored twelve points, took five shots. They were all from downtown. He hits four of them.
0: He was. He, I mean, I thought he was fantastic again. Just the one thing that Reed does better than any player we have is when his player when his defender turns his head goes to help just relocating to a different spot behind the three-point line uh finding his shot there and he you know he he, because of that that's why he was getting great looks tonight and uh, the one shot he missed was a terrible three that he kind of rushed in the corner and hit the side of the backboard but beyond that i mean he was fantastic and you know, to your point earlier, like how often are we going to have all those guys missing? We kind of already had that game with the UNC Wilmington game. You know, we had we only had three guys make threes in that game, and uh, Reed was the only one who made well, only three. Reed was the only one who made waffles. <laughs> but uh, you know, so hopefully that's out of their system because uh, this this team is looking like they're just getting better and better offensively, and uh, you hope that the defense kind of starts to come along with it. Because if they get better defensively, still... there's a whole other level offensively they can go from the defense.
3: Yeah, and, and that's the scary part about this team is that there is a glaring weakness on defense. And if they can even just clean that up a little bit, this goes, again, from being an Elite Eight team to a Final Four national championship contending team. Um, he also had five assists tonight. You know, he, he is he is one of those guys that you look at the stat sheet and you're like, oh, damn, he, he did more than I realized because he, he doesn't care about the ball. He doesn't care. This is a guy that could go for 20 every night if he wanted sure. to, but he doesn't care about it. And that for me, Antonio, I mean, Antonio Reeves doesn't even do that. He could go for 25 a night. He gets to 20 a night, but it's not because he's taken 20 shots. He's playing within the offense. This team is having fun and they're unselfish and they remind me so much of those earlier Cal teams where, you know, they do things like doing the breakfast club or they get together and do things outside of practice and they bonded as a team. It goes back to the preseason text chain where they told Reeves, look, we need you to come back. We think you're the missing piece. This team is a team. And a lot of times we haven't seen that until we get into late January, early February. This team has been like this from the start. And to be honest, the, really the only like, besides that bad shot reed took,
0: the only other really bad play i can think that reed had tonight was when he passed up a wide open look and gave it to reeves and really should have taken that shot you know but to your point that's because he was maybe a little too unselfish you know um, so i yeah you know, you're right i mean this team does they like to share they like to play together uh, they've got when they've got good chemistry and they they got their passing game going i mean there were some just beautiful possessions that they had in that first half
3: uh, BBM Blue Paper. Any other thoughts you want to add to the show? No, that's it. Thanks, guys. All right, man. Appreciate it. Um, we're going to. We have another request here. We're going to go to Morrison crying. Is that right? We're going to go up. to – Yeah, Morrison crying with the. Uh, um, A door slam. I think completely, completely spacing on uh, his first name. Jim. Yeah, no, not No. no, no. Uh, oh, 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 you're Morrison. talking about
0: Gonzaga's player. Yeah. Adam, yeah. Adam yeah.
3: There we go, Adam. Um, Morrison crying. You're up. What's going on?
1: Hey, obviously um, great wind tonight and very happy with how it all went. Um, some of them, some of y'all did say something earlier about like complaints about the end of the game. I don't know if I got in here too late and I missed it, but it was frustrating watching the way those final seven minutes or so played out when we were up 28 points ended up only winning by uh, single digits just in the fact that we had potential to do a big hurt on our net rankings there um given that scoring margin is such an important factor of that and these metrics that like it or not are extremely important for ncaa seeding. um have not been favoring us as much as other teams so far this season. And it would have been nice to have had a big boost like that. And it really sucked to, you know, kind of see it whittle away at the end there.
0: I I don't disagree with that. And actually that's an awesome point. I think that you make about the net rankings because, uh, you know, the computers don't love this Kentucky team for whatever reason. And now we'll see how that happens as we keep on having more and more opportunities for quad one wins as the season goes on. But, um, you know, I I just want to see the team finish strong, right? That's the uh, one of the things you're going to have to do if you're going to hit the goals that Int wants them to hit. Is you got to be able to play for 40 minutes, and and they've done that before this year. They've had games where they've played complete games, uh, but you just you just want to see them take advantage of every minute of game experience that they have, so they can continue to get better.
3: Yeah, and I, I think, first of all, I got to say, selfishly, I was kind of glad to see it whittle away, only because I had, I, I thought the spread was too high. I had Georgia plus 13 and a half. I had a parlay with it, and they both hit. So look, money money's money. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I completely understand that. I don't know that, that it's going to hurt us that much in the long run. Um, I think part of the reason why the computers don't like us as much is, one, the defensive numbers. I mean, when you're allowing, when you're in the 300s, and three point rate against you're allowing teams to take two out of every five shots from beyond the arc. When you're letting teams get to the free throw line, as much as you are, Georgia took 35 free throws tonight. And that's a problem. They've got to figure out how to defend without fouling, especially when they're giving up shooting fouls. And when you give up as many points as you do, which is a byproduct of how they play. I think that's a big reason why the computers don't like them as much. That said, the beauty of this schedule, the beauty of the fact that the SEC has a much better conference this year than it has been in the past, they are going to get plenty of opportunities to improve those rankings, and the next opportunity comes Tuesday night against South Carolina.
0: Absolutely. who so has been one of the surprises of, this, uh, of the conference this year for sure.
3: And right now ESPN has them 66.5% favorites to win that game. You go back and look at the Texas A&M game where Texas A&M was expected to win that that's a complete swing for UK to be favored um, in that atmosphere. I am. A, I'm, I'm a huge
0: 49ers fan, so the Forty ers just scored to go to take the lead on the Packers. That's, <laughs> that's You're be a little nervous. distracted right no, now. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm hanging <laughs> in here. Actually, I'm paying more attention to this than I am to the football game right now. But it's, uh, you know, I, I usually I'd be screaming at the TV. So for this one too, <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Morrison Crane, Any other thoughts? Yeah, just. Great win. I'm jealous of all the people who got to be in Rupp Arena for that tonight. It sounded amazing on TV. Um, this is the most fun I've had watching a Kentucky team probably since the sixteen, seventeen 17 season. So, excited to see how it plays out. All right, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us tonight. And let's uh, real quick answer on what Morrison
0: just said. Uh, my daughter had a chance to be in Rupp Arena tonight, and she turned it down. And I told her that her, oh, no. her seven-year-old self would have kicked her ass. So... Surely she's regretting it. I don't know. She's acting like she didn't regret it, but uh, yeah. So she had. Oh, of course not. Yeah. I mean, come on. You if you get the tickets, you got to go. So, you know.
3: Yeah, and, and our gut tank pointed out too, and I'd meant to mention this: the UNC Wilmington loss is also a reason why the computers don't like us. Yeah, exactly. That was that was it was not a good loss. Um, I checked the other day. I think they were in the 130s in Ken Palm. Um, I'm pulling that up right now. I mean, it could be a team that is going. I mean, it's a team that's going to contend for their conference title. I think they're third in their conference right now, but that's not a good loss. That's not a good loss, especially at home, and that's weighing them down a bit. Uh, One fourteen in the Ken Palm as of today, thirteen and five on the season. So I mean, not not the kind of not the kind of loss you want to have on your resume at home. Um, but I still think going back to that game. I think a big part of that was the fact that they just simply got on a high from that Miami win and they overlooked them. And I think that was actually, an, there have been times where losses have, that you know, loss is never good, but there have been times where losses have been productive. I think that's a productive loss. I think that game plus the struggles that they had against Penn the next game kind of woke them up a little bit. And, and you saw that tonight with Georgia. This is a team that they could have let hang around. They, clocked him in the mouth. They put him down by 28. Yes, they let him come back towards the end, but they were never really, truly threatened in that game. Uh, I I hope you're, I mean,
0: it felt a little more threatening to me, I guess, at the end of the four timeout than I wanted it to be. So, you know,
3: I never got the the feeling that, oh my God, we're going to blow this. I had the feeling of, oh my God, they're going to cover, but I never once felt like we were going to blow the game. Yeah. Um, it, It truly felt like a A situation where they just kind of, I I don't know if they took their foot off the gas or if they were just playing, you know, they weren't playing as disciplined. It's hard to continue to be completely locked in when you're up 28. Um, But it also felt like one of those situations where they're like, well, if we need to turn it on at the end, we will. Um, But they, they didn't. And again, that whole turning it on when we
0: want to mentality scares the living crap out of me because I don't think it's as easy as they, you know, as maybe some other people think it is to just turn it on when you want to turn it on. I think, you know, there's a certain just intensity level that you just – you want to approach those games with, you know.
3: I think the biggest thing that that did let it get cut down, though, you give up 21 – again, I hate to keep harping on this, but it's a real issue. You give up 21 free throw attempts yeah. in the second half. Yeah. You, you're letting teams get to the line and, and get free points with the clock stopped. And down the stretch, the final six minutes of the game – um, they may, and this isn't even attempts. This is just makes. They hit eight free throws, so that's eight points that they got with the clock completely stopped, and a couple of those were three point plays.
0: Yeah, and the, the free throw thing is for sure is something that they've got to get under control. Like I, I you know, I want them to be. Uh, this is another thing that we used to track was just how uh, how efficient you were with your fouls. So, for example, like the ones that. Uh, before you hit the bonus, how many of those are shooting fouls versus how many of them are not shooting fouls? How many times are you putting someone on the line uh, before they're in the bonus, basically? And that's one of the things, too. It's like if you're going to um, be physical, you're going to pick up some fouls. The dumb fouls are what we just got to make sure that doesn't come back and bite them in the butt. But, yeah, 20, 23 fouls, I think, is what Kentucky had tonight, uh, and which got the Georgia to the line that, what you say, 30-something times or so thirty-five, yeah, 35 times, times. Yeah.
3: And, and and look, I'm not panicking on that because it was one. Of, it was again, it was one of the reasons why I had Georgia covering tonight. And you know, I had um, player prop in my in my preview. Georgia's fifteenth in the country in free throw rate. They get they attempt a free throw for every two baskets they take, they shoot. So this is a team that knows how to get to the free throw line. They had multiple, and it wasn't just one guy. They had, I think, by my count, six different players. That had a free throw rate of over fifty percent. So this is a team that knows how to get to the line. It's a team that takes advantage of those, and I knew they were going to get free throws tonight. But getting twenty-one of them in the second half and making seventeen of those is a big reason why they cut that lead down. Yeah, with it. same kind of thing that we talked
0: about when they played Carolina. Like it was that was another concern going into the Carolina game. I think they handled that game probably a little bit better than uh, the, than maybe they did tonight. But you know, when you play those older, craftier teams who just know how to uh, bait players into those kind of situations. You know, that's, that's what happens. So. Yep. You want to get to superlatives and start wrapping things yeah, up? Yeah, we can definitely do that. Uh, let's do uh, player of the game tonight. I mean, big Z, right? Yeah. Presented by on the move realtors, I believe. Uh, not anymore, is it? Oh, not? I don't not? Think
4: so, no. Okay. Well, we'll just do player of <laughs> yeah, the game. Play,
0: just play the game. Who do you got for a player of the mean, game? I mean, I got to give it to big Z. I mean, he, he brought the energy and he, probably did the most efficient thirteen minutes or whatever he had uh, that I've seen in a long time. So uh, gotta give it to Big Z. Yeah,
3: he ended the game um he ended the game five of seven, three of four from downtown, thirteen points, five rebounds, two assists, two turnovers, three block shots, two steals, and only one foul, which I think is important given what we were just talking about in sixteen minutes plus fourteen, which led the team I'm going to give it to Reeves, and, and look, I mean, it's starting to feel like a broken record, but another 20-point game um, was big early on, had had multiple big baskets early in the game. 21 points, 7-12 from the floor, 2-4 of four from downtown, made all five of his free throw attempts, five rebounds from the guard spot, four assists, two turnovers, one steal in 37 minutes, and he was plus 12.
0: So you mentioned Big Z uh, with the two – well, you said one foul. I'm pretty sure you had two because he had the technical – and then he had the elbow uh, that basically was just unfortunate place uh, where he was at the wrong time. They only gave him
3: credit. I thought the technical was on Cal. I
0: get Cal technical, but I thought that was a flagrant one on the elbow. So, but it's only shown him as yeah, one, as one foul. Hmm. And the technical counts as a personal. So I don't know if that's gotta be the technical.
3: Yeah. Um, and it does show a, te- a team technical, which was on cow, Yeah, it. for sure. Um,
0: all right, and again, we're not going to carry the John Kelly ferry press conference, but you should go listen to it at some <laughs> point. And just remember when you listen to Cal talk about, you know, what's the? He'll say, "How about Big Z?" Wasn't that something? He'll say something like that, right? Uh, John, K- and he'll and he'll
3: and he'll quiz the media.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, delivered by the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Whether you walk, pedal, or drive, let's share the road safely. Share the road, Kentucky. All right, and so let's get on to the UPS jobs. Top 25 scoreboard. Shift your future at UPS jobs. To up here. All right. Apply today at upsjobs.com. Um, Go for it. Uh,
3: right now at halftime, number one, UConn is leading 29 24 at Villanova. Uh, early second half, number seven, Duke is actually losing at home to Pitt, 41 35. Uh, the game I'm watching right now, number 13, Auburn is up 41 to 27 on number 22, Ole Miss. With about a minute to go in the first half, final scores from earlier: we had number five Houston beating UCF fifty-seven forty-two. Number six Tennessee rolled Alabama 91-71. I think they've lost five straight now. Alabama, Alabama or They had sorry, they had lost four or five. They that into the six-game winning streak. Is gotcha. Something. Misread that stat that I saw earlier. So, it put it into their their skid, but they win by. Or they lose by 20 at Tennessee. Um, number 24, Iowa State, goes on the road to number 19, TCU, and pulls off the upset 73 72. Iowa State was up 44 26 at halftime in that one and had to hold on to win. Uh, number two, Purdue, goes on the road to Iowa and wins 84 to 70. Number four, North Carolina, takes care of business at Boston College 76 to 66. Number nine, Baylor, loses on the road, upset by unranked Texas, 75-73. That's a big win for the Longhorns. Number 15, Oklahoma, goes on the road to Cincinnati and wins 69-65. A game that you were watching earlier and were asking us if we were watching it, number 17, Marquette, holds on against St. John's, 73-72. In triple overtime, number eighteen Creighton ninety seven ninety four over Seton Hall. I'm kind of mad I missed that game now. Yeah, that sounds like it would have. That looked been like great a fun game. game. Yeah. Um, number twenty one Dayton ninety six sixty two blowout over Rhode Island. Number three Kansas loses on the road at unranked West Virginia ninety one eighty five. West Virginia had six wins coming into this game.
0: I mean that is incredible. To, just to see that Kansas got upset there, you know doesn't hurt my feelings we get to get another game up on the uh on the win total on right there so we'll take we'll take advantage of that so um yeah West virginia knocking them off just goes to show like we've talked about man it, when you go on the road and conference play it's tough it's just tough so that lose you i don't know if we lost zach or what happened to zach oh zach's muted right now so uh, we'll continue on with the scoreboard here. Arizona holds off at home 77-71 to 71 against UCLA. Oh, you said Zach. I don't know what happened there. I'm not Zach. Did I say Zach? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, dude. Um, Sorry,
3: Anthony. Yeah, I was saying UofL's next head coach lost today. Um, UCLA and Mick Cronin fell 77-71. There is no M12 chance Arizona. that Mick
0: Cronin going to UofL. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Make us the pick. Uh, number 16, Utah State, 83-62 winners over Fresno State. And the last game of the day, number 20, BYU, loses on the road. Mark number 25, Pope. Texas Tech, come on, Mark 85-78. You know, that and is your
0: top 25 scoreboard. And Duke is now losing to Pittsburgh, 43-40. They're obviously looking uh, looking ahead to Tuesday night with their battle in the Young Center against Louisville, uh, especially now that Louisville is starting <laughs> Zan so uh, you know they they must be shaking in their boots um, about that one. So oh, terrified, Terri- yeah, just incredibly scared. Uh,
3: you want to do what's to watch for?
0: Uh, we got no more top twenty-five games tonight. On the what we'll to presented by? It is presented by Cox's and Evergreen Liquors, your go-to liquor store. Uh, but let's talk about maybe some of the fun games that are going to happen tomorrow. Obviously, we got NFL action going on uh today
3: and tomorrow as well the Niners are going on against the Packers right now Uh, and if you want to listen to that game as soon as we're done you can switch over to ESPN 680 and they have the live coverage of that game over on Westwood One and uh so tomorrow Memphis will take on Tulane Illinois will host
0: Rutgers Florida Atlantic who is proving that they are not a fluke uh takes on uh, UTSA so I guess that's Texas San Antonio uh, so that's what's going on uh, tomorrow in ranked. It's kind of weird that we don't have any ranked games. No, no late ranked games tonight. But I guess most of college basketball doesn't want to take on the NFL. It's probably pretty smart. Yeah, that's
3: that's yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's almost all the games are either completed or done at this point. So it should be a a good weekend of football,
0: if nothing else. And I'm going to go back to my homemade lasagna and cheer on the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs>
3: hey, like I said, we, I, I need to try some of that lasagna. That looked absolute fire. I'm telling you, between that between that and the chicken talk earlier, I'm, I'm, I need to go eat now. I've already had dinner, but now I'm hungry again. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, we got and like you said, I think next weekend maybe we'll do the uh,
0: the potluck while we're watching the ball game, and you know, bring some meatballs or some whatever else, and just a little Italian feast at the station. So
3: there, there you go. Um, we will be back on the air Tuesday night as Kentucky takes on South Carolina. That is a seven o'clock tip off over on the SEC network. So as soon as that game ends around nine, nine, 10 or so, you can join me, Mike and our guy Zachy e. C um, for the UK basketball post game show live on ESPN 680. As always, we're the first place to take your calls, your texts, and allow you to give your thoughts on the game as soon as it ends. And then next weekend, a 6 o'clock tip-off at Arkansas on Saturday. So we'll be live as soon as that game ends as well. Um, Mike, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No,
0: you know, just you want to see how they continue to march forward. It's going to be great to see how they continue to work Big Z into the lineup and what happens going you know as we move everything forward and see. Hopefully we get Sierra back and – uh, but Big Z's been a, a nice piece for sure. So, um, man, just incredible debut tonight.
3: Love watching him play and uh, and go Cats. Yeah, and and look, I I don't want this to be a one hit wonder. I want to see him continue to do this. And and if I, I'm hoping when we get to the end of the year that we're like, yeah, that was a nice debut, but then he got even better. So I do not want this to be the, you know, the one moment where we're like, well, he had a great debut and then it was downhill from there. So being on the road is going to be an interesting test for him. and It's going to be an interesting test for this whole team, especially with how they performed at Texas A&M. So hopefully they'll go and get the win there and at Arkansas ahead of a very tough stretch of Florida and Tennessee. So, um, Mike, thanks as always. It's been fun this season do it again tuesday night thanks to everybody that joined in thanks to our guy james strebel um, for his thoughts thanks to everybody that jumped in on the chat thanks for the text in the uk basketball postgame show presented by kentucky fish and wildlife we'll talk to you tuesday go cats